Parashat Matot Summary When a person makes a promise, he must be very careful to keep his word. It is best to say, Beli Neder, which means I'm going to try to do this, but I'm not making a promise. If a person did make a promise, he can undo it by having it cancelled by three men who would make up a Bet Din, or by one Tamit Chacham who knows the Halachot of promises. He would explain why he wants it to be annulled, and if they feel it's a valid reason, they can cancel his promise. If a girl who is between 12 and 12 and a half years old makes a promise, her father can cancel it when he hears about it. Similarly, if a wife makes a promise, her husband can cancel it when he hears about it. In both of these cases, the promise can only be cancelled until sunset of the day that the father slash husband hear it. Hashem told Moshe that it's time to punish the Midianim for sending their daughters to cause Bnei Israel to sin. A reason why Hashem did not tell Moshe to punish the Moavim even though their daughters also called Israel to sin, caused Israel to sin, is for they reacted out of fear of being attacked and destroyed, while the Midianim were not in danger and only got involved out of hatred of Bnei Israel. Hashem told Moshe that following the battle he would die. Even so, Moshe did not hesitate and immediately began preparing for war. Although the Midianim had a large army, Hashem informed Moshe that he is to take only 1,000 soldiers per Shevet, equaling 12,000 soldiers. Only soldiers who were proper Sadikim were allowed to fight. Moshe called Elazar's son, Pinchas, and appointed him as the Kohen Mashuach Milchama, the Kohen appointed for war, as he was the only one who began, as he was the one who began by killing Zimri. He would continue the battle for Hashem by defeating the Midianim. Moshe told Pinchas to take the Aron, which had in it the broken Luchot, the Kohen Gadol's Tzitz, and the trumpets for blowing. The battle began and Bnei Israel killed all the males of Midian, including their kings. They took the women and children as prisoners, along with a large amount of booty and cattle. When Moshe saw that they kept the women alive, he became angry, for they were the cause of Bnei Israel's sin, causing 24,000 Jews to die. He then commanded that the married women and males should be put to death. The soldiers that returned from battle were impure since they touched dead bodies. They had to remain outside the camp for seven days and get sprinkled with the ashes mixed with water of the Paraduma on days number three and number seven. Among the spoils of war from the Midianim were pots and other utensils. Since they were used for non-kosher food, Elazar taught Ben Israel the halachot of koshering utensils. If a metal dish was used to, kosher, to cook non-kosher food, it must first be thoroughly cleaned and then dipped into a kettle of boiling water. If it was used over an open fire, like a spit or rack, it must be cleaned and put back over the fire to make it kosher. An earthenware utensil used for hot, non-kosher food cannot be made kosher. Elazar also taught that metal utensils that were manufactured or bought from a non-Jew must be immersed in a mikveh. The rabbis added that glass utensils also required to be immersed in a mikveh. The bracha that one says when putting these utensils in a mikveh is Baruch atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Al Tefilat Keli. If there's multiple items, you replace the word keli with kelim in plural. Hashem commanded Moshe that the booty from the battle should be divided among the soldiers and the rest of Bnei Israel, including the Leviim and Kohanim. Due to the battle against Midian, the tribes of Gad and Reuven acquired large amounts of cattle. They approached Moshe and asked that the large portion of land that Bnei Israel conquered on the east side of the Jordan River should be given to them, as it was fit for grazing. Moshe was concerned that they are showing a midah, a characteristic similar to that of the spies. To show Moshe that that was not their intention, 
the leaders of Gad and Reuven offered to join the rest of Bnei Israel in their conquest of Eretz Israel, and only afterwards they will rejoin their families that they left behind. Moshe agreed to this condition and allowed them to settle on the eastern side of the Jordan, along with half of Shevet Menashe as well.